Come hang out for an hour. Just an hour. Come check it out. A lot of titty? Yeah. Absolutely. Well, it is a sports show, so. I'm, 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 I'm often surprised. But they don't like getting talked to. They don't want you to look them in the eye. But that's how I talk hey, to people. Don't you look me in the eye. Right? <laughs> so when you're like, yeah, hey, like it's all good. The initial transaction by the time I'm putting the bottles in the bag and I'm talking to them, like their faces just get lower and lower. <laughs> Why am I scaring you? You're the rich motherfucker. I'm just putting bags in them. Looking up shit. We're all good. Conversations change and then they're out the door just going, yeah. Thanks, Whitey. <laughs> yeah, I'm the Mexican. They don't even know it. It's great. It's great. I think it's awesome. Okay. Because I'm waiting for a complaint. They can be like, oh, Adam Gonzalez, the white guy? Then they're just going to throw the whole thing out. I'm like, I'm Mexican. This shit's racist. You are judging me because of my heritage. <laughs> Legal. No, 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 no. Mm -hmm. We believe in your people. I would never. And then it's either. What does that mean? You believe in my people? You stole my people's. They're land. like, well, I do like Taco Bell, so. And then it comes right down to ten million. I love gorditas. Or blowjobs for life. Every time I see you. Gorditas. Spanish for little fat girl. Speaking of choking on little fat girls. Oh, no, no. Welcome to Shooting the Gap. Big head. Oh. Oh. We choke little fat girls on shooting. That was all right, though. No, oh, I'll redo the intro. Welcome to Choking the Fat Girls on Who Shooting said the fat gap. girls? Let's talk about Highland Trance Milfs. We no, did, I went to... Uh, he went to Gorditas and that became Ranch of the Highlands Milfs. Oh, yeah. Choking the better? trophy wife. It's like it's a show in Europe. And they call it Highlands Ranch over here, but over in Europe it's Ranch of the Highlands. Drinking on a nice cold Pepsi. Pepsi. Gonzo has stone IPA. And I've got a frog in my throat. That actually sounded pretty good. That wasn't bad. Okay. Ribbit. Yeah, I'm still drinking Pepsi. He's also drinking Pepsi. Pepsi, man. Can I can mm. I say hi to Scott Johnson? Can you say hi to Scott Johnson? Hi, Scott. I wanted to talk about the what we just talked about. Scott, you're the choice of new generation. <laughs> and our guest next week. Hopefully, we're getting into you. We gotta hear that. You better hear this. Um, Scott Johnson kicked my ass when it was like what 2001 or something like that. It was. Oh, really, we're back on that. Well, this is what I wanted to go to to get him back into it because the whole point was what car you were driving at the time. And what had happened was Scott sprained his ankle. I kept giving him shit over and over about it. Everyone else did, but I was relentless. And we they put us in the back of the car. We were in two separate cars going trashing. Mm. That's a whole other story. Anyway, we're on our way. And I just keep giving Scott shit enough to the point where somehow I end up just 
trying to put him in. Well, I put him in a headlock initially and just punched him in the you head. You weren't in two different cars. You were no, we were like already established. A we party. were in the backseat of the car. Parties were separate. Yeah. Days. Yes, two cars. Two cars yes. traveling. Right. And we're you walking. And Scott were not. As I said, we're in the same. We're in the backseat yeah. of the car. Someone put us in the backseat of the car, as I said. And we are fighting, and I'm punching him in the back of the head up until. You gotta understand, people. Scott's head is impervious to pummels of any kind. It's <laughs> very big. He shrugs them off and, and hats, and then just proceeds to wrap his fucking hands around my neck and choke the shit out of me. And we're and eventually, hot, eventually, our friends stop, <laughs> and they're the doors open, and they're pulling us out the car apart from each other. So Scott's hands are on my neck, and two people are pulling them one way. One person's pulling me the other way. That was Nacho. That would be fat ass Nacho, stinky bastard Nacho. With fucking Scott's big old hands around me, and I, I can't. I remember going, I can't breathe. He's choking me because <laughs> he was choking the shit out of me. And we had to establish what car it was in. Scott, you would already know. I guarantee. Like when you hear this, you would already know that it was the black Honda. <laughs> You put your foot up through the roof, and we spent the next couple months telling Doug to shut the fuck up about bitching about it because we didn't really get a shit. <laughs> it was that kind of a fight and that kind of a car that was expecting that kind of shit going trashing. Can I just say this rubber grip on my pen looks like foreskin? See? Is that why you keep playing with it? Yeah, that's why. He's we should little, cut it off. He's a bagel dog. <laughs> We my bagel dog picks. What's the other thing? How'd you do in your picks last week? Gunso? You tell me. Not very good. Gunso did <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> but this is again my point. I'm trying to beat Ryan, and I have to pick against him sometimes. And honestly, I went nine and seven. You went eleven and five. Twelve and four. Twelve and four. Stop this I'm not right gonna, now because I'm going to stab Ryan with things gonna, and we'll come back after I stab him. I'm not going to go as far as call me a swami because at the end of this, by the end of the season, you can look at a 2-9 and nine team and go, okay, well, that team sucks. Not when they're so, playing the same 2-9 and nine team. Well, that You're is another job. point yeah. where I totally flipped a coin, literally. I actually flipped a coin for once. Literally flipped a coin for once. And I picked the Titans, which was not the team to pick. Really? That's the only one that I went with oh. was the Titans. I, I thought because of whatever kind of veteran quarterback Charlie Whitehurst might be, looking like he was at a rave last night, hitting on 17-year-old girls, getting made fun <laughs> of, trying to like sell fake ecstasy to people, I expected him to play better. <laughs> and he did. And they barely won that game. <coughs> Bortles threw his second touchdown pass. Against the Blitz this season. That's not a stat you ever hear very much unless you watch Ron Jaworski talk all the time. But, yeah. So, I, I, did, I did not have Jacksonville winning that game. But, I haven't had any good picks all year. So, I don't really add that up to anything. <laughs> so, you just chalk that up to the norm. I just chalk that up to the, the coin flip that was probably in my head at the time that that happened. Well, I fully expect. I didn't watch the game because I mean, I I rarely don't watch an NFL game if it's on. But well, I was working also, but I never even bothered to check the score. I was watching Duke. I, 
I'm pretty sure I came home and. I heard about the, the six hundred thousand dollar sack, which is pretty much the biggest thing that came out of there. Anybody get that? That was uh, probably the biggest thing, just getting that sack and getting the, the deal. And he came up and pointed at the the owner's press box, and they did the money sign. And he's like, <laughs> I just got. It. He did. He's like, he even said it. I did the Johnny Manziel, but that's kind of funny. So whatever. But yeah, uh, that I didn't have much on that game, dude. Well, speaking of Johnny Foosball, Johnny Arena Football. His middle name's Arena. It's definitely just. Arena for right now. No, Johnny Arena Football. Johnny Arena Football? Yeah. Oh, he'd, like be, he'd be amazing in Arena Football. Unstoppable. <laughs> he could, no one could touch him in Arena Football? Holy shit. It'd be like Tech Mobile with Bo Jackson. What do they do with him? What do they got to do? What is... What I mean, that was a horrible... Horrible... God, I... Horrible is not even the best way to describe that apparent. I, no, I it mean, was it was it was terrible. It was really 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 bad. As bad as I thought he would be, as bad as you thought he would be. We had spoke about it several times. That was beyond what we expected. Was, Way beyond. It was hilarious. It it was almost kind of. I don't, but I almost did feel sorry for that little shit. I was almost like, oh, dude, that sucks, but. Fuck him. First of all, what they need to do is play completely towards his strengths, which means scrap the playbook and run a bunch of different shit. Because putting him into that playbook now, not happening. That's just going to keep happening. What happened is... It'll get progressively worse. You know why? Because the NFL team saw tape last week about what pissed off Johnny Manziel and how it fucked with them. You know what they're going to do? Increase that... 20%. It's going to be a little bit worse and everything else is just going to remain the same. They're going to do exactly what those teams what that team did to disrupt that kid. He's, his he first half not do his first half looked exactly the way I thought his first half would look. I thought he would put a drive or two together. Something to show in the second half. I agree. I agree. And he looked equally bad in the second half. And his stat line would prove that. What I what I will say is the interceptions that he threw are very common to rookie quarterbacks. I will say that. He made some throws. He had a pass that was dropped that was a big play that would have kept the drive going at least to a first down measure. Um, not a measure, a first down period. But exactly what I fear about that squinty-eyed little fuck with that stupid fucking haircut to do, and I, I don't, I don't see it change. I don't think they can do anything but really, you know, you got to institute dive option the whole time. That has guys streaking, mm-hmm. crossovers like like fucking crossing routes. The the whole deal, he's got to be like, it's got to be a triple option thing. He can either hand it, run it, or throw it type deal. That's what you're gonna do now. He hasn't made any strides, any strides from from college football. All the throws that he made. They, sh- they broke it down, and this is the truth. He does not hit his first read, his second read. He hits his third read. That does not work in the NFL. That's how you get your ass kicked. When you have a fucking safety, or when you have a wide receiver cross the face and be open in that second and a half, two-second area, you have to have that ball there. That has to be thrown. The That's second read, on the break. period, before the break, you got to go, he's there. Second route is 
0.4 seconds away. Same deal. He has to make those reads. He doesn't make those reads. He looks to look deep. And I mean, he might hit a slant, but it's because it's his look right away. He doesn't stick to the playbook. He doesn't look at the primary receiver. He doesn't work his progressions like that. He doesn't. He's going to have to change a lot. I think the Cleveland Browns are going to have to get a totally different mentality. I don't know if it's a rally around Manziel type of mentality, but because it kind of worked for Tebow, but people started questioning like the lock Tebow. Well, here's here's my next question. Um, does Hoyer start at the beginning of next season? Because from what I see, I'll be real quick, Manziel's not going to progress that much. Hoyer's going to look better in practice. I guarantee Hoyer looks better in practice all the time. Who starts next year? I believe Hoyer's in a contract season, which isn't good for him. Isn't good for him or isn't good for the Browns? You're very rare about that. Put your hand down. we got to finish this real quick. you got about uh, one minute. Um, <coughs> yeah. They, but would they not bring Hoyer back? I guess would be the better question. Are I they going to send him I, on his way? I, I wonder if the question is, does Hoyer want to come back if he thinks he has to battle Johnny Manziel for the starting spot? <coughs> I would say based on his words, um, yes, because he's a Cleveland boy, blah, blah, blah. Um, second of all, that's an open competition because he hasn't played that well. Otherwise, he wouldn't be benched right now. So for him to, he does have to play for it because no, he has won games, but his stats aren't there. They expect more stats. That's why they drafted a quarterback like him in the first round. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. I guess, I guess at this point, to be honest with you, I feel like it's similar to the, to when Jay Cutler was inserted into the Denver offense, and when we were seven and four, mm-hmm. Mike Shanahan did the exact same thing. He went to what he thought was a more explosive option. Obviously, it didn't work out. I don't know how much of that actually had to do with Jay Cutler, to be honest with you, but that defense wasn't very good. That was after Thanksgiving, too. That was that was later than 7-4. Seven, seven it was but, The records were, were different. But, it, but they were still, I mean, they were still very much in control of their own. <laughs> for the most part, yeah. At that point. And <clears throat> Shanahan got a lot of shit for it. For some people, but there was a lot of people who were let's play with our new toy kind of guys who wanted to see. I'm one of them. I was done with Jake Plummer. I saw what I wanted to see from him. It was clear to me that Jake Cutler was going to be the quarterback of the future, and I wanted to see what he could do and get him game-time experience. I didn't feel like that team, that defense especially, was good enough to do anything in the playoffs. I don't think think there might be a, a thought in the general manager's head in Cleveland that they know, the Cleveland Browns know, they cannot beat the Denver Broncos. They cannot beat the New England Patriots. Clearly, they can't beat the Colts at home. I mean, you're talking about all... They can't beat the Bengals now, for sure. I mean, you can't okay, beat... Okay. You, I'm saying you those can't teams, beat, All of those teams? You can't beat the division leaders. So, so it makes sense to kind of stick Johnny in there and say... Well, let them see what the hell this real this game is like because we're not beating those teams. We're not beating those teams with Brian Hoyer. Okay, and yeah, we're yeah. not beating those teams yeah. with Johnny Manziel. Either way, Johnny needs some fucking game time. So I could see very much the idea of putting him in. And if he struggles through this season, maybe you can get Hoyer to come back. Hoyer might be able to have good enough numbers for somebody to go, you know what, I bet you'd be better in our system here. 
we'll pay you a little bit more than because he's gonna get he's not gonna get starting quarterback money going back to Cleveland. I don't think he will. I, I don't you? either. Um, so if he can get starting, he's not gonna get starting quarterback money anywhere. He might. Where? Where? He could go to St. Louis. Okay, Doug. <laughs> he could go to Tennessee. Uh, yeah, and give him starting quarterback money. I, I, he could go to all those places. He's not getting starting quarterback money. Period. Doug. Is Johnny Menzel the new Tim Tebow? No. Why not? He's um, a little bit better of a quarterback than Tim Tebow. He's a little bit but better. So a flash in the Can I tell you? Can I tell you? Do you want to hear the question? Please. The answer. The answer? Uh, yeah. Rather the answer. Here, here's the deal on. Here's what Johnny Manziel has that Tim Tebow doesn't. He has yeah. a bigger arm and it's a little bit livelier as far as just it comes out quicker. He doesn't throw the ball like a baseball. Here's what Johnny Manziel doesn't have over Tim Tebow. Jesus. Maybe. You know, I, that is, I, that's, that's fluff for nobody on this show, man. No one cares a fuck that's about that, dude. Come on. No. Why, why do you say that? No one gives a fuck about that. Uh, Tim Tebow is a underranked quarterback, more, probably more like less than he should be. He throws the ball like he's reaching down here. Bop. The worst part about it is his footwork. He has no footwork. Johnny Manziel doesn't either, but he is so much more fleet of foot that it makes up for it. Tebow is a straight-ahead runner with a cut, one cut and go more than I've ever seen. If he'd have been a fullback in the 90s, he would have been the best fullback of all time. I, I would stand on that. I'd put him next to Daryl Allstott, and they could bump heads together, figure that shit out. Daryl Johnston, all of them. say, Daryl Allstott. <laughs> Mike Allstott, Daryl Johnston. Yeah. I'm yeah. sorry. You're, you're good. You're I'm good. not firing on all your cylinders. It's, it's all good. Like, you got here's, names mixed up, but I got it. Here's what Tebow doesn't have. Here's what Tebow doesn't have. He played three years in college, four years in college. Three to four years in college. Can't remember right now. I'm a little bit buzzed. Johnny Manziel was a freshman Heisman winner. Big time. Tebow won it his sophomore year. Tebow played in an offense that was specifically designed around him running the ball, dive option, dive option, dive option. Manziel's dive option was more predicated towards throwing the ball deep. Manziel throws the ball better deep. That is what Manziel has. Besides that, it's, I will leave this whole part out. Attitude is all on Tebow's side. And all of Johnny Manziel's attitude is down here. And that speaks volumes about how he plays on the game, on the field, everything. Johnny Manziel is a dickhead. Tim Tebow is not. Talk about their skills, where they go all the time. The whole deal is that Tim Tebow was inspiring to his players. When he was in the game, people were happy he was there. Not just fans, team. His guys were happy Jesus. to have that kid there. Jesus, he does it again. He does it again. Jesus is always happy. Read the book. Jesus Christ. Fucking exactly. happy. Exactly. Oh. Clap your hands if you're Jesus and you're happy. There's, a, your there's an it factor. There's an it factor. An it factor in every part of entertainment. Tebow has it. Manziel does not. Okay. That's the easiest way to explain it. Okay. You'll see. It'll progress more. We are the Steve Buscemi of Johnny Manziel's. Who are 
loved Johnny by Manziel Michael Madsen. is the Steve Buscemi of the NFL. I'll give you that. The Steve Buscemi of the NFL? I don't, I don't know. know. I, feel, I feel better about it. I, I like size more. The Tom Sizemore of Tom Sizemore. He more like the Edward Furlong. <laughs> he was in a good movie. That's how I like. Two. He was in two. Okay, we're moving on now. High fives. High fives. Those are the weakest High. fucking things. Just fives. God damn. Fucking short ass Doug trying to high five with the, in the cherries off. I'm short. I missed. I missed. Sometimes you and your jock mouth breathers. I don't. I don't know your. Sometimes. Eyes. Sometimes. You know how we breathe through our mouth? Because it's the biggest hole. Exactly. High fives. Fucking the ass. Top five in salute to Kobe Bryant's. Which will be the last time we salute Kobe Bryant on this show. Fucking A, it will be the last time. I think it might be the first time you went. Cocksucker. First and last time. Passing Michael Jordan scoring. Fucking rich kid faggot. Fucking (laughs) shit. (laughs) I didn't mean to go there. It's like like gay like you can't catch a football not because of your sexual preference. I'm sorry. That's what I meant. Go ahead and suck dicks. I'm all about it. Top five eats. And 24s. And 24s. <laughs> Honorable mention. Mentions. I, I found this list actually a little bit more difficult to put together. Than I didn't look any list up because I didn't want to be reminded. So I went. This, you went off of memory just to yes, like. Yes, I did. Okay, well, it got harder for me as I started looking up people. Well, hopefully you blow my mind. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting okay. to hear something. About Honorable mention. Steve Young, hard. Troy Aikman, Chris Chelios, and Johnny Bench. Yeah, I didn't put no fucking Z, hockey players hard. on there. No hockey players on there. <laughs> so, Steve Young was close. Z, he got hard. <laughs> Number five. Uh, Cal Ripken Jr. Number four. I hate him. <laughs> <laughs> Number four. Chant Bailey. Word. Number three. Yogi Berra. Yogi Berra. Okay. Number two. Because he wore eight and twenty-four, Kobe Bryant. <laughs> we had to throw him on the list. We had to put him on the list. He has to make it. A, you threw a fictional bear on the list. It, it's that kind of list. If we don't throw Kobe on this, like the publicist is calling Doug tomorrow morning, and it's going to be a shit storm for all of us. He's going to. But what about that Done. fucking? He's going to take but us to Eagle. What about the Jellystone fucking bear on his list? Yogi Bear. And then Yogi number bear. one, he's awesome. Right. Number one. Say? The best around. Willie Mays is the best around. High five. I'm gonna I'm gonna fist bump you down. Fist bump for Willie Mays. We're not getting no high fives. Huh? Give me a. Is it because Kobe Bryant's Mays on my Hayes? list and he didn't get no, on? It's your because list. you just ignored. Give me the best give of me all a fucking fist bump for Willie Mays Hayes. Okay. He okay. didn't he didn't wear that number. Uh, number five. I didn't have any honorable mentions because I just went off of memory. Uh, Steve Young was close, but I went with someone else. Troy Aikman. Uh, just. Really good number eight, much better, not much better numbers, just longer numbers. Steve Young had a obscurity run there. Um, he won some Super Bowls too. He did number three or number four because he's wore twenty four and eight as Kobe. Um, Got to throw him out there. He's one of the best 
30 NBA players of all time. <laughs> list. Uh, number three, Champ Bailey, uh, Georgia Bulldogs, Denver Broncos, one Washington of my, Redskins. Yeah, one of my personal favorites. That's racist. It is. Washington Dead Indians. Go for, fuck uh, yourself. Is, is that That's more racist? racist? <laughs> Go fuck yourself. <laughs> uh, I, I think Champ Bailey was is one of the top five, top three in his position of all time. Love him to death. Great guy. Takes care of his kids. Good shit. Number two, Willie Mays, because he wore number 24, because he is the say hey kid, because he was dominant at running the bases, outfield, um, situational baseball. Not much more dominant than him. Um, number one is Barry Bonds, because you want to know who is more dominant than Willie Mays? Steroids. Bonds. Oh, oh, oh. I knew that was coming. <laughs> you... you yeah, that's that's so ignorant, but that's okay. That's um, just ignorant. You mean ignorant. Can I finish? Doug's can being I ignorant. finish? Well, it is ignorance. It is. Doug's it being is. ignorant. First of all, uh, Barry Bonds dominated in the outfield, dominated on the base path. Dominated on the drug ring. So I, 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 can't, I can't talk about him like that. I, this seriously pisses me off. <laughs> it really does. It's one of the best. I'm glad you're laughing with... Sorry, I, I'm not going to get into the whole like lack of evidence or even knowledge of what you were speaking of. <laughs> you, of all people. Um, Barry Bonds was... We hold you to a higher standard. I hold him to a lesser standard because he knows none of that shit, so he shouldn't say a <laughs> fucking word. That's the standard I hold. Barry Bonds... He's uh, actually right. Power hitter. Uh, controlled the strike zone better than any hitter of all time. Best swing I've seen besides maybe a Ken Griffey Jr., Will Clark... Um, guys that are also kind of linked to steroids, except for Heiji. Um, 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 straight up, I think he was more than a 10-time Gold Glove winner. He was a 40-40 club winner. He hit the most home runs in one season. He hit the most home runs in, of all time. He was the best baseball player pretty much known to man. Walked more than anybody. Walked intentionally more than anybody by far. By far. He was six-time MVP. Best to wear number 24. And he wore that in Pittsburgh. He didn't even wear it in, in San Francisco. So when you talk about steroids, stuff it up your pipe hole. Because he never even got popped when he was in San Francisco. Never got popped. And in Pittsburgh, there was not even a question of steroids. Except for everybody else using steroids all around him. The steroids conversation makes me so uncomfortable. Goddamn hippies, bro. That's why I keep this empty beer bottle here, because I'm ready to smash it and just throw down when it's time. (laughs) You want to go? (laughs) What's Doug saying out loud? (laughs) Let's move on to something funny. I'll stab your eyeballs out. They can't prove it unless they do. We can't have a list... Where we don't honor somebody talking about Top 5. And I mean, there's a movie called Top 5, so what better Top 5 to honor the movie Top 5? Than to have a Top 5? To have a Top 5? About Top 5s! Stand-up comedian. Doug, you were so close. He was making it. He was wrong. He's there. There. You're right there on the edge. You're reaching. Couldn't quite get there to bring it in. Top five, stand up. Oh. 
they had to be stand-up comedians. Can't do be improv comics. He's he's close. They didn't have Skip to be this like their their mainstay. They're they're what they okay, go back yes, to. Okay. Yes. Yes. That's no, what we were not, saying. Not the only thing they did. But who they are, like what you remember them for. Period. Oh, stand-up comedians. I did stand-up comedians. Cool. Believe you me. I like to go first because I'm gonna get torn apart. Oh, okay. No, Doug no, is but... admitting. Doug is admitting dismemberment yeah. already. I, I doubt that because we seem to all oh, yeah. have a very similar because sense of humor. Because there are so. there are two that I'm missing, according to you guys, both of you. There are two that I'm missing, but I've got their influence on my list. Well, here we go. My number five. No honorable mentions. Are you just gonna sit, do like I did and say? There's too many to list. There, yeah, we talked about this off air. Like I could do the whole hour on honorable uh, mentions. We could do Kalkanem. We could do Brad Propsane. We could do Blaine Capach. We could do. Uh, we could shut up now and just. Do we could do Hardwick. We could. We do... could all do that, but we could just name a few of them. Well, I just did, but we so, just don't. So good. I just did. Uh, my number five, Patton Oswalt. I knew that was coming. Good comic. Number four. Louis C.K. Very good comic. Number three, Steve Martin. Throwback. Nice. Oh, I went all throwback on this one. Sorry. No, you did not. You just did right then. Uh, <laughs> that was the well, number two. <laughs> number two, John Rivers. Oh, word. What's your favorite bit she did? Um, Actually, I loved every time she uh, guested on um, the Johnny Carson show. So what stand-up? What, 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 was, what was the bit? Well, he she likes when she goes, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> that just cracks me. Oh, my daughter. Uh, okay. No, I mean, I, I, I don't know if I, I, I don't have a favorite bit. I just, she broke the mold for every female comedian that's out there. She was the first, I'll give you that. So, um, I don't have a favorite bit. Um, I would figure you would if she's like one of the favorite comics. I think uh, her... Uh, her Friday Club roast was one of the most ingenious things I've ever seen. Just mind-blowing. Uh, when she stood up and said, <clears throat> and she slapped uh, Kathy Griffin and said, this is for the roast, and this is for taking my gaze. And then, like, backhanded her with the other hand. I mean, just brilliant. She assaulted her. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we all have wanted to hit Kathy Griffin in our lifetime. No, so. yeah. But her. you just don't, Ryan. That's what makes you different. No, that's what makes Joan Rivers different. <laughs> she did. I'm with it. I just wanted to hear your No, I did. Uh, no, you're good. You're good. Move on. No, on. Uh, Joan Rivers coming out on her roast with the, the, the ethnic kids and goes, Look what I picked up at Brad and Angelina's like, garage sale. And it's all the little kids with like, uh, tags around their neck and brown skin. Yeah, it's like, and she goes, "Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever." Go so, uh, go so, mommy's dresses. Yeah. <clears throat> and number one, and this is why I'm gonna miss a couple of you guys. Um, he influenced a couple of guys, a couple of the people that are gonna be on your list, but ultimately, number one, Lenny Bruce. Oh, nice. Good call. The man who literally broke the mold on what you could not say. No, I, I like Lenny Bruce. I, I like his stuff. He's he's like the Beatles to me, but but he's good. Yeah. 
But he influenced, and I'm going to say, I'm going to say yeah. Carlin. I'm going to say Pryor. That's why the better ones are. And then I trickled down on the people I already mentioned. That's um, why, like the, the initial, the initial thrust. But is I, I would say, like Lenny Bruce is cool, man. My number one. One thing you do. <laughs> What's up? All right. Well, I will honorable honorable mention, and I regretfully have to honorable mention them because I feel like. They're at least much better comics as far as their whole careers go. Jerry Seinfeld and Don Rickles. You want to talk about people yeah. who broke molds and set standards for comedy? That those are two comedians. I see what you're you're trying to go with there, Doug. But it's I'm I'm not allowed to uh, attack on fellow Jews. No, you need to leave Jerry <laughs> Seinfeld alone. Number five, Dude. Ed Rickles. It was too soon for him to be gone. Mitch Hedberg was super, super clever. Mm -hmm. And damn him for having a fucking... Being a junkie. Damn him. Because he is beyond clever. His stuff is not... His stuff... He's 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 one of the the best two-line comics you've ever heard. One to two-line comics. He can make you... he He can... he can he can just riff, just one one liners like this, and just go one and two line jokes. Actually, no, he couldn't. But okay, we're not but, arguing but about before it. his acts. No yes. arguing, no arguing. But he could, he could, he could riff for literally an hour. He can improvise in the middle of his show and come up with jokes. He'll tell jokes he's never told before on shows he's recording. He was excellent, and he was beyond. Uh, he was so far ahead and so far I behind. Cry, I love Mitch Edberg, but totally. And number four, Richard Pryor, one of the greatest. Four. I, I well, and it's it's only because it's more of a sentimental number four. I actually he would we've been he over that where he'd be list. on everybody's yeah. list. He so, wasn't on his <clears> list. Pryor, Pryor. Was was a comic I actually watched, like you know when um um, what was the, the movie with Jim Carrey, and he gets the black kids because his wife me myself and Irene yes that's it when they're watching that's it got when the, to do. Oh, but they're yeah, watching yeah, they're, they're watching it. they watch watching Richard that. Pryor when I was young I was <laughs> they're watching Richard the Pryor with my dad with the black midget that was part of Mensa. Yeah. Yes. He wasn't watching it, but yeah, he was the father. Um, <laughs> but yes, one of the yeah, yeah, he wasn't there. <laughs> oh, he was the dead Telling, dad, telling a whole bunch was. of jokes that I didn't get, but I can totally appreciate now, and there's, they would still be funny today if he was... Oh, Pryor's amazing. Um, number three, super underrated comic. Another one gone too early is Greg Giraldo. Love Fuck him. off. So... Is number, you're number what, three? Yeah. Dude, that is not fair. With all the bullshit you just put on your fucking list, you're going to diss Greg Geraldo? I'm going to tell you to shut the fuck up right now. You will be quiet, mister. Okay. You will be quiet. Greg Geraldo, super underrated wow. comic. Super underrated comic. Smart. A lawyer. And funny. Hence the never problem. Never really got off the ground on anything he ever mm-hmm. did. Everybody will always just... A lot the general <clears throat> public will have him as a... Roast comic, and that's so. That's a shame. Just like some folks will think. Of just like some folks did. will think, Patton Oswalt appears on stupid sitcoms. 
No, 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 no. You stop, Ryan. Continue. Number two. He was on Doug's list. Louis C.K. And I like Louis C.K. because he's not afraid to say anything. He will say everything. He has said the N-word. He has said cunt. He will say anything, and he doesn't care who is offended by it. Also, I like the fact that he thinks so much like me, except he is so much more funnier at telling it than I ever could be. And then my number one, and I hate to say it, because it kind of breaks my heart of all the people who were before the list, but the guy who gets me the most, who's my soulmate in comedy, who speaks to me the most is Bill Burr. Oh, I, Bill Burr. And realistically, Bill Burr is one and Louis C.K. is one A. They are he just put out a new special, by the way. He yes, did. He did. <coughs> a couple hilarious. weeks ago, it is on Netflix. Watch I'm sure you it. I have not yet watched I've it. I've seen it. Turned it's it on. Hilarious. Is it really good? Yes, it is. It's Bill Burr. I'm really looking forward to him on. Good. I'm really looking forward to him on um, Better Call Saul. Not yeah. afraid to he say. Was on a few episodes. Of not afraid to say on what the truth. Bad. Yeah, he'll be. We're, I know. President, man. I know. And not afraid <clears> to fucking. <throat> I mean, if if you haven't caught this before, and Doug, you could look it up if you haven't caught this before. Him going on like about a 12 minute rant. In Philadelphia, talking shit about the city of Philadelphia, it is one of the best things you will ever hear. Something I'm gonna have to check out. Look it up. Good list. I think uh, the lists are good. Um, this is my honorable mentions. I'm gonna go through it quick. Bill Hicks, Jim Gaffigan, Lewis Black, Bill Cosby, Seinfeld, David Cross, David Tell, Patrice O'Neill. Amazing Brent comics. Bill Hicks never made any other. Any of our I thought, it'd be, I thought he was going to make your number one pairing. Mm-hmm. I, I, um, I, I thought so I don't, too. I'm not going to sit there and throw throw him out there like I know him that much. I, I've been recently into Lenny Bruce or Bill Hicks? Sorry. The one we were talking about, Bill, Bill Hicks. Hicks, not your number one who we were speaking of. I have, <clears> I, I never, I only really, really discovered him the last five to six, seven years outside of a tool record in hearing about him. Hadn't seen his stuff that much, but I've seen what is available to me. Pretty goddamn funny, over the top, a blatant comic, a, smart. a rude comic, very intelligent. The kind of guy is like, get the fuck off my, fuck, get out of here. Like, chasing out people that heckle him at all. He's a very, and he's a Texan. Different kind of oh, yeah. Texan. Love him. Born and bred. Born and bred. Number five. Um, I thought this was funny, because it was your number five, too. <clears throat> Mitch Hedberg was incredible. Um, first time I saw him. It was probably about 14 years ago on Comedy Central, and it was just a little blip of him. And he, he talked for about 30 seconds, and then I caught him. A couple days later, a whole half-hour special. And that guy is hilarious. He, he was super funny. Um, he was a junkie. I love junkies. I love musician junkies. I, love, I loved a couple women junkies. I love junkies. And it's, he died that way. It it's why we love you, Doug. That's how it goes. That's how it goes. I am a junkie. <clears throat> I'm number four. Wait, what? No. Number four, because he is epic. Bill Burr. I'm, I'm, he's taken over in the last ten years. His stuff has really become that perennial within the comedian game. I think he is every bit a Greg Giraldo <laughs> as any of them. I think he speaks on the same accord, that same just pow, I'll say whatever the fuck I'm going to say. Bah, 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 I'll hit you. Bill Burr is that guy. Number two, or number three. Chris Rock, 
<laughs> incredible stand-ups, incredible stand-ups, pushes the line between race like no one I've ever seen. In the same special, he can question white people. Ten minutes after he questioned his own race beyond the point that any white person would ever say unless they're directly being a racist prick. Like he he pushes the envelope. He he does it to the point where he it's hilarious. Make sure it's tick for Black tack. people, black people versus n words. Well, that's one of my favorite bits. That's one of my favorite bits. And he he just <laughs> he always brings it back to just being a human being. Mm-hmm. He brings it back to well, this is what I mean by this and. Oh, oh, okay. Well, I understand that. He he is that kind of guy. Ask me his ask me his favorite bit. I got you. Uh, number two, Dave Chappelle. I threw him way up. I threw him way up. But his three stand ups. I don't give a fuck what Doug's sour face will ever make. His stand ups are incredible. I have seen those more times than I've seen anything Lenny Bruce has ever done. I've only heard about what Lenny Bruce has. Provided by old people, like talking about like the, whoever the Beatles listened to before they made fucking music. I don't give when a Don shit. When Don Rickles was going I out. Don't the give shit, Lenny Dave Chappelle comes out on stage, and as much as Chris Rock does it, as much as Carlin does it, as much as any of those guys do it, Bill Hicks, Louis C.K., Bill Burr, he does it in the most subtle way that it's, it's really kind of smooth. It's really funny and it's poignant without going, fuck it, fuck it, fuck it. You just laugh. You just genuinely laugh. He brings you in in a better way. <coughs> That's why I like what he does. I can't wait for him to come back and do something. I know he's been touring. It's going to happen soon. We're going to see more of him. Amazing comic. Number one is George Carlin because George Carlin kills it. I, I identify with so many things that he has spoken about even before I was born. And the last speech that he gave, the last, the last stand-up that he provided, just talking about the government and the elections and how they're watching us and what's going on and his perception is the most vivid, just bow. This kind of, that guy is telling the fucking truth type deal. And Carlin always told the truth what? as he saw it. And I respect that. What? Carlin you know fucking what? rules. You know what's, here's, here's what's really crazy for me. Because I think... Carlin is so insightful as far as like society because if you look at a lot of his older stuff, a lot of his stuff is like more about social, uh, his stuff social class, social, stuff. social class. And then as he got it's older, been about that, as though. he got older, it was more like you know kind of government versus social the class people kind of thing. But yeah, his stuff has always been so. It's but it's always been so almost so informative that it's like, God, that's almost like so clever and informative. It's almost not. Funny because it's so damn true. While you're laughing, let me. While put you're it to laughing, you. let absolutely. Me, let me put it to you this way: the way that the Daily Show is is spoken mm-hmm. of nowadays, how John Stewart has really brought where people go. I get my news from this guy. How important the Daily Show is now is as important as Carlin was in his time of kicking ass. He they they are very on the same level without. Obviously, the curse words because they're one of them ain't allowed to. They bring it to you in that kind of level where this is what's happening. To to validate your statement, my parents watch The Daily Show all the time. And my dad is a fucking Republican. I was going to say, your dad must really be losing, uh, must be really crying over the loss of uh, Stephen Colbert (laughs) next year. 
it's he he's a John Stewart fan. Him, my, him, my mom, they watch John Stewart all the time. Really, John Stewart? Stewart? John Stewart speaks for generations now. Abroad, just the way. No, hold I, on, listen. I, let me finish. Just the way that George Carlin did. He reaches more voices on a more consistent level, but as far as you know, unilaterally becoming together. I'm not, is, uh, I'm not done yet. <laughs> is exactly what those two do. Period. They are that. Period. They are the news for people who want to hear, who want to get away from network shit, who want to be a part of a different network. I know that sounds silly, but just something different where another voice comes through. Well, they want to be a part of like somebody who's not going to blow smoke up your ass, you know? Like With gonna, a blindfold! They're not, afraid, they're not afraid to say something and just let it go and just tell you, here's what is happening. Because that's what the... You know, not... I don't want to go too much into this, but the general... You know, your news organizations, I mean, to be on a topic I was just discussing with yeah, my no. partner today, Go ahead. we were just discussing about how the general news organizations today, including ESPN, not just Ooh. not just regular news, but even sports news, Pissing tells you off. what they think you need to know. And it's really weird because it comes off of the back of a generation where that, that people used to trust who they were listening to, who was telling them the story, and that person used to actually have some kind of credibility. This, this Very little. People in this generation just don't have anybody to trust credibly, and it's ironic that guys like Jon Stewart are the people they got. Comedy. Tell you what, and you look what. towards comedy. I'll tell you what, I've been watching Mad Men. You're going to laugh. But I've been watching Mad Men. <laughs> <laughs> but you it's know what? Real. Like, Watching Walter Cronk, well, they, they showed like replays of it, but it's uh, the 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 replays uh, of it. The yeah, they're real dollar bills. Why did you give me two dollars? For oh fuck your fuck off! Just ever do that? Keep your money. Insulting me? So, Keep but what money. I'm po- my point is that like watching the replays of like Walp- Walter Cronkite like. Replaying the uh, uh, the Kennedy assassinations has been mind blowing in terms of what the news was less than what forty years ago. Kennedy, yeah, fifty plus. Um, no, sixty three. Fifty plus. Fifty one years. <laughs> Let's, just Let's go to picks. Let's go to picks. Hold on. Uh-huh. Pay my money. George Costanza. Can't stand ya. Picks. Can't stand ya. <laughs> we just we just bounce around when we want. You know? <laughs> um. Not, not, not very much in the way at this time. Knock, I'm knock, knock, you know, heavens down. Not very much of the way of games worth talking about this week. No, it's that kind of week. There's like five games, and the other eleven aren't are just terrible. Here's one of them: Eagles skins. Um, Eagles. Um, yeah, because RG three is awesome. Not. Um, I gotta take the Eagles. Chargers, Niners. Chargers. Um, yeah. 
Lions, Bears. Lions. Yeah. I don't. I, no matter how bad Cutler sucks, Jimmy Clausen is no better. He's definitely suckier. We <laughs> might talk for that about that for a sec. Oh, I got it. Fastball. Got it. <laughs> okay. Uh, Packers, Bucks. Pack. Yeah. Here's 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 one that could be interesting because the defense is Vikings, Dolphins. Oh man. You know what? I'm going to stick with my pick, Teddy Bridgewater. I'm going to take the Vikings in Minnesota or in Miami. In Miami. Never mind. I'm taking the Vikings. (laughs) (laughs) Pats, Jets are weekly we hope for, but it's not. The the hope for is ridiculous. This is the funny one. Um, I'm going to give credit to an old host here. Folks are saying that this is the, the game that they could lose. Not the Bills game. I disagree. This is the game that the Pats win. No doubt. Pats win, no doubt. Browns, Panthers. I'm taking the Panthers. I'm taking Cam Newton coming back healthy. I'm I'm taking ish. Ish. I mean, he was I'm not taking fucking Johnny Manziel. I'm not taking him. I think that's I think we're both picking the Panthers because we're both not taking Johnny yeah, Manziel. That defense is coming. Now here's here's probably the coin flip of the week because both of these teams are complete letdown, especially <laughs> from the preseason. The Falcons and the Saints. Saints. <laughs> Doug I got thinks the, the Saints are going to win. I got the Saints. I think the Saints win this division at 8-8 eight and eight and quell the people bitching about, you know. Oh, they'll still bitch because they don't have a winning schedule or record, so That's they're just going to gripe. Totally. I'm with you. Saints. You keep yeah, yeah. underestimating my my Saints and my Ravens. We just picture your, your fucking Saints. Shut up. Douchebag. Um... This well, could be a decent game if it wasn't for the fact that it's being played in Pittsburgh. Chiefs, Pittsburgh Steelers. This one's weird to me. Um, my whatever. I'm, my I think Pittsburgh. I think Pittsburgh. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I saw the look on his face. He doesn't want to pick them. I don't. It's because they're gonna lose, folks. I, I can't pick them. Bet your mortgage right now. Gonzo picked the Steelers against a team that's contending. They should lose this so Sunday. The That's what I'm saying. They should lose this Sunday. So the Chiefs you are losing? Them. No, no, no. You, you pick the Steelers so they should lose. It's, I'm telling everybody, bet the house on it. I don't want you to say that out loud. <laughs> when we're doing picks, it's fucking jinxful, asshole. Ravens, oh. Texans. Ravens. <sighs> My God, take the Ravens. Yeah, New York Giants versus the Rams. Somewhat of an interesting game. You guys, In St. Louis. You guys underestimated my teams last year. Uh, last week, by the way. I feel like I went for your teams last week. But. I'm going to take the Rams at home. I also chose the Rams. <laughs> Colts, Cowboys, actual good game of the week. DeMarco Murray's up in the air. Um, I think that... <laughs> I've heard people say that the Colts are a better team than the Broncos right now. And no matter what we might think about what's going on with Denver, I don't think the Colts are a better team than them at all right now. Um, I'm going to go with the Cowboys. I'm going to take them at home. <clears throat> I'm going to take the Colts. Only because I... Oh, I put that in the wrong spot. Um, I'm taking the Colts only because... I just don't know about DeMarco Murray and without him. I think I think that's no, that's maybe. not good news for the Cowboys. So I had to go with the Colts, but I got to make a pick. Bills, Raiders, Bills. Yeah, Bills. 
Raiders will play him tough, though. This game looks like it's supposed to be good, but since it's a third-string quarterback, Seahawks, uh, Cardinals. I'll give the Cardinals the benefit of the doubt. They're at home, so it'll be close, but I really anticipate late third quarter, fourth quarter type deal where the Seahawks are close and take control of the game, whether it's a defensive turnover, Marshawn Lynch running a touchdown, something like that. Seahawks win it late. Exactly. Seahawks win it late. He's got Seahawks doing what they do, destroying pitiful quarterbacks. Yeah. I also agree. It's not – I don't think – the record wouldn't indicate that this game was would indicate this is going to be an awesome game. I think I actually think the opposite. I think the Seahawks are going to dominate this game from start to finish. They definitely will with their defense. The the, the uh, Arizona defense has a chance to you know make a statement as well. That's a good defense, no doubt about it. Not the best offense they're playing against, but I think Seattle's defense will make more. They think field position will matter in this game. Absolutely, it is. I will not. I will. I won't stop so short to say the Cardinals can't win. It is a division game, and as we all know, division games can be tricky. Bring out the biggest man. To bring the, out the biggest. The teams that Tom Brady loses to the most is the Dolphins, the Bills, and the Jets. No matter how shitty they are, even they if they're lose. awesome, once a year, twice a year, three times a year, they lose to those teams. You're right. Exactly. Um, this has potential to be a good game. I think Andy Dalton is going to struggle like a motherfucker. I think the Broncos are going to win, not because I'm a homer, but because this defense is too much for a dude like Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton, ah, he is not that great of a quarterback. I come into this with um, two things. First of all, Andy Dalton's stats are worse than Jay Cutler's minus the turnovers. Put the yards and touchdowns ahead of him. Cutler's a better quarterback. Um, turnovers or whatever they are, but I'm just saying Dalton's, Dalton, arm too. Dalton is not a good quarterback. That's It's not about talent at this point. It's about who's playing well. Dalton is not. He doesn't play well on primetime. The Cincinnati Bengals don't play well when they're in primetime. They, they lose playoff games. They should win. They, should, they don't perform. Regardless of whether Peyton Manning's arm is completely fucked or not, this football team should be able to win this game. The Broncos should win this game by it, yeah, two touchdowns. I'm calling on the road. We should win this shit. This is what should happen. The Broncos rush the ball for about 250 yards. C.J. Anderson has a good game. Jawan Thompson helps out. Manning, who is struggling because he's injured, is going to drop back, throw the ball about 25 times a game, hopefully off the play action with guys wide open, place the ball perfectly where it needs to go, fluttering its way to where it needs to go, we win the game. Quacking its way. We win quack, like, quack, 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 Mr. Ducksworth. Like, obnoxiously quacking. Like, in every fucking blindfolded, dickheaded Broncos fan's face, how that ball's barely getting there. This defense will keep us in every game. That's why we are contenders right now. Because we can run the ball a little bit, and we still have the threat of a passing game that used to be dynamic ten weeks ago. Doug had a question about Peyton Manning. What was that question? It was about? it was coming after our picks. Is that the last of the picks? That's the last. Words. The Broncos are always our last of the picks. I know. I just wanted to make sure we don't pick. And it's the Monday night game, so it's always the last <laughs> of the picks. Except for the Broncos, are always the last of the picks. But we're not getting into. 
Um, I, I had some notes, but uh, I really wanted to just jump to this. I hate to keep asking this bi-weekly, but... It is bi-weekly, it is. Mm-hmm. It's like paychecks and taxes. <laughs> or in um, Cincinnati at this point. But uh, what does it take for the Broncos to lose this game? For the Broncos to lose this game? Mm-hmm. I would say that our defense would have to show up uncharacteristically unprepared. We know what their strengths are. We know who their passing game rolls through. They don't have a lot of weapons through the passing game. They don't have a lot of weapons through the rushing game. They have the couple weapons they have stop them, attack the quarterback with complete pass pressure. Andy Dalton can run a little bit, but if it's not in a, in a position where he wants to run, then he's not nearly as good, not even close to as good. Attacking from sides where he's not ready to roll. On the offensive side, we need to run the ball. We need to be able to throw the ball at a consistent level afterwards because obviously Peyton Manning is hurt. So if we're going to run the ball 45 times, we need to be able to throw the the ball 35 times without, I would say, Six to eight plays being negative. We need positive plays within the passing game, even if they're four-yard passes, five-yard passes, stuff like that. We need to be able to, to take chances off the running game. When you run the ball successfully, you open the play action up, to, which leads to guys going downfield. Now, if Peyton Manning's able to do so, he's going to have to drop back, play action fake, which means pretending to hand the ball off Dropping back, dropping your foot, stepping up, throwing the ball downfield, which I can throw the ball right now about 55 to 60 yards. And I'm a fat, never was. Peyton needs to be able to drop back, plant his foot, step up, take another step, throw the ball about 50 yards to hit somebody wide open downfield. Otherwise, he needs to do the same thing to throw the ball 20 yards so he gets there quicker, 30 yards quicker, 40 yards quicker. That's what we need from Peyton Manning. That's my opinion. Arby I would like you to ask Ryan his opinion. Say, Ryan's playing with a dagger and a bullet as if he were... As if he were Captain Jack Sparrow. He might not agree with me. I might not agree with him. Oh, that's the worst. Worst? Porn accent. Porn accent? Pirate? Oh, pirate. Porn it? I thought he said Pornet. Pornet? What is that? A movie? It's, uh, I haven't seen that one. Curse of the White White Pearl. How many of them are How many is she in? <laughs> Curse of the White Pearl Necklace? <laughs> she won a pearl necklace! I will disagree on... Yeah, way to ruin that joke. I will These disagree no jokes. with Gonzo's... <laughs> they don't have There's a rushing no game, about. but he is absolutely correct okay. that... If, if our defense uncharacteristically, and it's really this second half of the season that this defense has been just completely dominant. <laughs> Probably has something to do with our offense struggling a little bit, but that's how it usually goes. Your offense struggles, your defense needs to pick up some slack. <laughs> so, I, if the defense uncharacteristically struggles against the rush, 
that's the way the Broncos are going to lose is by Peyton Manning not <laughs> playing, not get. If they say he needs passes to get into a rhythm, you, if you rush and score touchdowns on this def, on the Broncos defense, Peyton Manning doesn't have a chance to play. So that is how the Denver Broncos are going to lose is if they cannot stop the running game against them because then Andy Dalton doesn't have to blow the game for him. Because they can bring pressure up the middle. Can I ask a question? Has no. Peyton Manning ever been the guy described as, well, he needs to get in the rhythm to throw the ball well? You know what? Not that, until recently. Not until the last five weeks, apparently. Thank you. And now everyone's like, well, he needs to get in rhythm. Um, hello? He was from Planet Quarterback years ago that never had to get into rhythm to throw the football since that's all he can do. He was like... He can't run. He can't scramble. He can't step anywhere. He can only throw. And, and... And now he least, needs to get in rhythm. At least we forget. How many minutes does he play in preseason, typically? Maybe five. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> He, like, doesn't play Case in the preseason. Point, rhythm. He needs to be in rhythm. Um, His first game last season, off of barely playing in the preseason, he threw seven touchdowns for 450-plus yards, breaking every record there was. And now we're talking about this guy needs to get in rhythm? Are we fucking stupid? And did anybody... Or have you been watching the games lately? No, that's my point. You're exactly. Bam. No rhythm involved. This is not a guy I can go throw the ball. I can throw the ball further than him right now. At least not quacking for sure. It'll be a spiral. It'll, It'll be, be spiral. fifty yards. It'll, It'll go in that area. I have I have caught these passes. I know. And they come quickly, don't they? They don't flutter like that. Like they don't come out like. Whatever. I definitely don't stop for T <gasps> in the middle. And you don't have a chance to because that ball's coming hard. Hard. Coming fast. Pitches. Hard balls. Motherfucker. Jones. Hard balls, fast balls. Motherfucker Jones. Fast balls. Fast balls is the segue. Hey, did everyone go see uh, Doug picking up too? his phone? Tomorrow. And Good luck with that. You already saw it? Uh-huh. Oh, well, picking, then don't go. Picking up. up his phone and getting his timer ready. Doug likes to ruin movies for people. It sucks, don't go to that. New it end. I think you do. It's like the third movie he said sucks. But then I go. Well, he does think the fourth Transformers is the best Transformers. I did not say that. <laughs> he actually said the first one was, mm-hmm. and the second best one was the fourth. Oh, yeah. yes. Which is about as stupid. It's just not the same. <laughs> Almost. It's working Was I right about Dumb and Dumber 2? I don't know yet. Why didn't you go see it? Because we had a Thanksgiving night plan. Well, fuck you too. <laughs> Not my fucking problem. I know. I'm sorry I didn't go see it. I'll make sure I do and I'll report to you as soon as I do. Sir. Your timer ready? Sir Doug. Doug Sir. Timer, timer ready? Sir Doug. Doug Sir Waterbeds. <laughs> Got the fastball because you brought up the Jay Cutler. You were off the Jay Cutler. Bad. Off the Jay Cutler bandwagon. Yes, I am. And so are the Bears. Seems like it. Are the Bears punishing Jay Cutler for a game to make a point? Because they just paid the man. If they're going to try and get rid of him, where's he going? They have to get rid of him because you gotta, you can't just eat that much guaranteed money. So, What's the question? Where's he going? Where's Jay Cutler going? Or is he staying and this is just a statement? First of all, he can go to numerous places. 
There are there are plenty of teams that don't have a quarterback with his skill set. Oh, I hate saying that. It just breaks my heart. I fuck that cunt. But with his skill set, he could go play at lots of places. He could go play at a place like St. Louis. He could go to Tampa Bay. He could go. Um, he could come back to Denver and and be ready to be the backup and and do that. That's been talked about, Doug. It really has been. Um, what I think is going to happen is. <laughs> this is what's going to happen. The the Bears are going to fire Tressman. Tressman is gone. It did not work. It worked for a second, but they went against their pedigree. And that's the problem. The Bears are a defensive team. They knock you in the mouth. They hit you in the mouth. They hire an offensive quarterback guru. Defense struggles. A lot of shit would be different if this defense was as good. It was, was good. Compare this defense to the defense from the the uh, Chicago team that went to the Super Bowl with with uh, Rex Grossman, I know that Kyle or that uh, Kyle said Kyle Orton, that um, Jay Cutler is a better quarterback than Rex Grossman was. Put a good defense around him. Put a good running game around him. Don't make him throw forty times a game. <laughs> he is he is like Alex Smith but different. Okay, this is how it is. <laughs> he will put the ball downfield and hit open guys. When he is in rhythm, he is a rhythm guy. Put the run game into effect. It used to be there. They talk about this run game with Matt Forte. It's not there. The Bears have faltered. They need to fire the coach, bring in a defensive-minded head coach, bring in the offensive coordinator, tilt it, put it towards what his skills are. Because you know what? Jay Cutler doesn't run anymore. He needs to move a lot more. Period. He needs to move his hips. It's all in the hips. hips. It's all in the hips. hips. Well, just ease it tangible. Leads it up over there. Oh, shit. Dug out? Dug out. Jay Cutler or Brian Greasy? Well... This is why. This is why we switched it. <laughs> this is why. <laughs> one is a Thor or Loki? One, okay, hold on, hold on. One, I'll do color. I'll do color. Uh, I'll do color. Greasy. <clears throat> one is a former Broncos uh, quarterback. Both are. Well, way to ruin my joke. And the other was also a far. <laughs> Is that where that joke well, was going? Like, really go, away. One was the gay nurse my grandmother's gay nurse really liked, but you had a gay nurse that your grandmother's gay nurse really liked. Yeah, <laughs> that's a lot of gay nurses. My favorite nurses. player. That don't happen all the time. That's written in the stars. You like Gracie, Loki or Thor? Thor. Thor? That's it? You just shrug it off like it's nothing? Nothing? Good will always outwin over evil. What about good versus good? What about Loki versus... Or Thor versus Hulk? Shut up, Doug. Duke versus Yukon. Kind of the same thing. Thor versus Hulk. Um, I don't... I really feel like that would be like if you said Kentucky versus Duke. That'd probably be like the same thing. 
Well then, Kentucky Smash. Oh, is he not paying attention? <laughs> Did we talk enough about it for him? About Duke? Do, do we make it the fight song? Like our opening song is the Duke fight song? We should probably do Yeah, that. and you know, I've heard it for goddamn Duke. On my fucking, like, And then you say Kentucky? Like, yeah, on my final... Yeah. <laughs> and Duke and Kentucky both failed on my goddamn brackets. So, fuck both of them. You know what? You might want to like I remember can kind those of teams for your bracket this year. I can get behind that too if I'm not a fucking fan. Which I am not. I know. That's why I get behind it. He's not getting behind you right now. He's more of a heater than a fan. Right? I don't know what that means. Oh yeah. It's the Thank you for watching. I promise Doug's not dead. He'll be around next week. Oh, yeah. This has been a Blood Alcohol Content Network production. For more information, visit www.bacnpodcast.com. Your home for almost bacon and banjo!